Small Business Focus on The Money Show. Money Show this evening on a Thursday. Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Incubator. Teach me about vision, Pablo. So a vision, when you're an entrepreneur, if you don't have a vision, you're in dire, dire straits. And the best example I can give you is, Bruce, now that you're living in Cape Town, you and I hop into a boat in Cape Town. We leave from Cape Town Harbour and we set a destination. And let's say it's Hong Kong. We calculate, hopefully, it's going to take 10 days. So we take 10 days of fuel, food, and water. don't know what boat you're on, but I, I, I'm terrified. Okay. <laughs> and off we go. If we don't have that destination, or we keep on chopping and changing that destination, what mostly happens is you land up out at sea. And when you land up out at sea, you fall into the statistic of one of the 94% of businesses that never, ever get sold. But my, 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 destination, is, my, my destination is Hong Kong. I, I've set course for Hong Kong, but unfortunately there is a tornado coming across or a, a hurricane across the Indian Ocean. I've got to change course. But you that's do, okay because my vision must remain intact. My destination remains intact. It has to remain intact. And, of course, you never get anywhere in a straight line. You're going to meander and move and accommodate the trends, the changes in a society. You look at what's happening in Rustenburg at the moment. Those entrepreneurs running businesses in oh. Rustenburg, in that supply chain, who probably employ close on, I'm guessing, Bruce, close on 50,000 people at, yeah. at a small, on a small medium enterprise level. Those entrepreneurs are, unless they have a clear vision about what they started out to do and what they're chasing to do, as opposed to simply secure a contract with the mine, they're not going to be able to survive this. You can have any vision you like, but you've got no cash flow. You're also dead. You are. But if you have a vision, the vision will always be bigger than a single contract. Fair enough. And if you pursue that vision, that big idea, you'll never get stuck with one customer. Let's talk about the, the theory behind visions in just a moment. I just want to take a couple of vision statements, if you don't mind. Um, Alison in Hout Bay, you're an optometrist. Give me your <laughs> vision statement, Alison, the optometrist. <laughs> I'm going to wear you to the world. Sorry, try me again. We change the way you see the world. Thank you, Alison in Hart Bay. That's lovely. Is that a mission statement or is that a vision? For an optometrist. I just love the vision. Thank you. (laughs) We change the way you see the world. Sounds like a nice payoff line. Is it a vision? I think it's it's the beginning of a vision. A vision is really your DNA. It's what makes you do why you do what you do and why you do what you do. So it needs to translate into your ideals, into your values, into your belief system. And if you get your vision clearly articulated, then Bruce, it affects everything you do. It, des- it determines who your customers are. It determines what your business model is. It determines that thing that you hate most, which is how you build the systems that you build in your business. I don't hate that. But you told me you do. No, 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 no. I just don't, just don't like it being repeated over and over and over. That's different. Do not okay. like it. This then, is, this is, without a system, you're dead. You are dead. Exactly. Yes, okay. right. no, I buy it. I accept it. And a system ultimately delivers a vision for sure. you. Because if it's left up to you, then you only have X number of hours in the day, but it needs to be more than that. It How does Alison evolve? We change the way you see the world, which is very clever as an optometrist, into more of a vision rather than just a, a vision statement. I think that that's closer to a brand payoff line, yeah. what's called a tagline. So what we do is often said in the brand payoff line. So if it were, I didn't catch the name of the business. Didn't she mention it? Oh, didn't she mention no. it? Okay, so let's say it's Cape Town Optometrists. Heart Bay. Heart, heart, heart Bay Optometrists. Heart Bay Specs. Yeah. Heart Bay Specs. Let's say that's the name of the business. The tagline underneath 
articulates what we do. Yeah. So there's the name of the company. We change the way you see the world is more something to do with the brand ethos. And the brand stems out of the vision. It's sure. built out of the vision. So that's why I say it's the beginning part of a vision. But it's not enough to create a proper vision statement. It's not enough to to articulate what your DNA is as a business. But, but also your vision is about you and it's internal. It's not about what you're portraying to the world. No, it's both. Is it? It's both. It translates into both. Because if you really think about it, we go back to it. So it's the ideals, the belief, it is why you do what you do. It is what motivates you as an entrepreneur to create this business to deliver whatever it is you're delivering out there. But isn't that an internal function? It's not something that I would necessarily tell my customers or tell my competitors because I don't want them getting an idea of what makes me tick. Well, no, you're talking about business tactics and business strategies there. If we go back to the idea of vision... But isn't vision exactly that? It's strategy. It's part of exactly what makes us what we are. No, in part it does. It contributes towards it. But a vision really develops the culture of your organization. And the culture of your organization needs to be communicated. So, for example, if you are obsessed about quality, then whatever it is you're doing, Bruce, you cannot be the cheapest in the market. Your customers need to know that you sell quality, not price. But if I had a choice of two optometrists and I walk past Addison's optometry, uh, optometrist's shop, glasses shop, um, and she said, we changed the way you see the world. I'm amused by that and I'm, 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 I'm buying into that. I'm buying into that, but it's a payoff line. It is a payoff line. It's a brand payoff line and it's a very clever one. Ola in Benoni, you've got an accounting business. What's your vision, Ola? Hi, hi, thanks for having me. My vision is that I simplify the numbers, basically. So I offer not only accounting, but also performance evaluation in terms of management accounting for small, small businesses to grow them because a lot of them, they don't seem to succeed in the first few years because of accounting. Okay, so they, you take away the burden of them having to worry about the numbers. They provide you with the receipts. They provide you with, uh, with the bank statements. And then you basically tell them how well they're doing. Your vision then is to help other businesses grow. Yeah, in basically layman's terms, yes, it is. By simplifying the numbers, by showing them actual pictures in essence. Absolutely. But, Kola, thank you very much for that one. Is is that more of a vision statement? Well, it didn't start off as one, but it started to emerge into one. We simplify the numbers by turning numbers into pictures that yeah. give you guidance in your business to build a better prospect for success. That starts becoming a vision. But then what that means is that the business model that is run in that accounting practice has to it has to have those things, the, 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 systems. the, the, the systems, yeah. To make sure that when you present the numbers, you present them in graphic imagery that will allow a simple layman look at the pictures and get a sense where the business is unbalanced or where it's performing well or where it's not performing well. He should never be producing a simple financial statement with a ream of numbers and a whole lot of explanation notes. A great accountant really can help an entrepreneur bring their own business to life. They know what they do and they do it well. But they don't know what the numbers mean. Completely. You know. And in fact, what, what uh, Ngolad should do is that the numbers should never be presented as numbers. They should be presented as ratios. Because a ratio is rich and it tells a story about a business. It costs you this much to earn a rand. Exactly. Yeah. Far more meaningful than your turnover was this. Mm. Absolutely right. 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. We'd love to hear your visions this evening and not the ones when you've had a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Isn't there a great quote about that somewhere? Yeah, if you have a vision, 
See a shrink. <laughs> there we go. Helmut Kohl, I think it was. <laughs> the ex-former German <laughs> chancellor. Hello, Glenn in Cormicky. What's your business do? Hi, uh, Bruce. Um, my uh, kind of vision, I guess, is kind of related to the surname. And uh, we uh, we have a little uh, paint and waterproofing company called B Painters. And um, the vision there is to get stung in the bank balance. And... Um, yeah, to be fair and honest and upright at all times, you know. So you're, you're, you're sorry, you're, you're, you're called bee painters, don't get stung in the bank balance, uh, and then you also talk about ethics and, uh, and responsibility, which in your sector, uh, a lot of people would take comfort in that as a mission statement. Absolutely, we certainly hope so. Well, there we go, Glenn and Cormicky, thank you very much. Is, is that the vision? Well, it's a memorable, it's a memorable payoff line. It's a memorable company name. Um, what I would be expecting is, if that's what the argument is, the DNA of the business is going to be the following. You're going to have a buying system that buys paint at the absolute best price. You're going to have very, very speedy delivery because the longer people are on site painting, the more the cost increases. You're going to have an ability to estimate very quickly and provide a quote very quickly. So if you don't bring it to life through that, then it's a vision on paper. And I've seen loads of those. Because, Bruce, if you think about it, the DNA of a cell carries the code of how that cell develops. You become a lizard or a human being. You become big or short or tall or fat or thin or whatever the case might be. The coding in the DNA, and hence the coding in your business, needs to manifest into the physical business and the physical experience people have in that business. And but also the, the issue about uh, sort of highlighting the issues of integrity in a space where there are people who can sometimes err on the side of less integrity. You know, that word integrity is such a challenging word because how do you use it, even if you really believe it and really mean it? I've never seen a value statement. So that's a value issue. I've never seen a value statement that I think doesn't hold the word integrity in it. Yeah, everybody uses it. And, it, and my ethics may be very different to yours. I have utmost integrity in my eyes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's a massive difference between integrity and morals, in fact, for that, re- for that matter. Peter in Mowbray this evening. Hello, Peter. Hi. You, what's your vision? Hello? Hello. What's your I vision? Can you me? Your hearing's not so good, but what's oh, your vision? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Peter. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's a bit surreal speaking from the scene. I, I hear you speaking, and then suddenly you spoke to me, and I thought I sort of worked work me up from my reverie. Oh, sorry. Uh, there we go. I, Welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm a prototype. Right? I like designing new things, and I'm really, really struggling with with, the, with, the, with having a vision for, for what I do. Um, a lot of the products I actually don't make any money out of, but some some do. So it's it's really is a mix. Um, but I really, I, I can only really, I, I, I do new things basically all the time. I, I mean, it's in electronics and software and. And whatever, whatever interests me at the time. Um, so I'm basically, basically a prototyper. And it's quite difficult to actually market myself as, as a prototype. I suppose I'm, I have a couple of successful products, so I've kind of, you know, I suppose I should, that would be a point, a point to market myself from. But um, And I, I really, I often listen to, to, to Pablo, and I quite, I quite admire his... his um, Peter, when when you look at it and you're you're a prototype, you're a designer, you're a creator of new uh, online products, electronic products. Um, I, I, I do, I do some, I did a lot of electronic stuff um, combined with, with cloud-based technology. So, um, 
And okay, I've, I've got, got an idea. Many ideas and possible time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and consolidate this for you, Peter. Thank you, Peter and Mowbray, this evening. WhatsApp had a very clear vision. We are going to help people to communicate for nothing using an application. There are going to be no games. There's going to be no noise. There's going to be no fuzzy advertising around it. It's about providing a product that people can use for nothing. And that was their vision. I'm sure they, could, they had it more uh, succinct than that. Peter is in that kind of space where people are making crazy things that you and I can't conceptualize. How does he develop a vision? Does he do it product by product? Does he do it as a broad business vision? What does he do? Well, the way I understood it is that Peter is not trying to build a WhatsApp. He's trying to position himself as a resource to companies that look for someone who has the ability to invent and develop specifically digital products per se. So WhatsApp is an example of a digital product. But here's the thing. An investor does not like investing, Bruce, into someone who doesn't have a vision. Mm. Because an investor by definition buys into your idea of what the future needs to look like as your business comes about. So that's the first thing they look for. The second thing they look for is, okay, I hear that vision. I really like the vision. But show me evidence of where you've done it before. So in effect, Peter's vision would be brought to life largely by his portfolio. Yeah, It's not up to him to demonstrate whether the applications that he's developed have been successful or not. Because he's been providing that as a service to perhaps an entrepreneur. So he needs to show that A, he can do it, he can come in on time, on budget, and he's been very innovative, very innovative in the design. Because ultimately, if I'm buying a service from Peter, I'm looking for someone who can manifest my visions for me through an application that he has the ability to develop. I don't think this is about vision, it's more about an idea. Bert, in deep slurred, thanks for your patience. What's, uh, what's your question, Bert? Hi, good afternoon. Oh, good evening, sorry. Um, I just want to know, I've, I've had an idea and I've been working on it for years and years. I've developed the product. I've been to the big companies. I've actually tried to patent it, but it's a washing line. And you can't really patent the washing line. Um, but the idea is that it's a portable washing line that you can use on your balcony, in your um, townhouse, your flat, your whatever, and move it in and out as the rain or sun or whatever shines. And I've, I've, I've made a lot of them, I've sold a lot of them, they, they're very successful, but I can't go any further with it. Bert, thank you. I mean, I, I would love to see a, 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 a workable one, because geez, I've, I've had some lemons in my time. Um, <laughs> it's massively competitive. It is very competitive. And Bert, the thing is, exactly what you said earlier, you can't really patent it or protect it. So the fact of the matter is, A, you've got a product, it works, you can demonstrate it. More importantly, you've sold a number of these. So you have reference points all over the place to demonstrate that you can sell it. But you're at a point in time where you haven't been able to take it to the next level. What I would do in that particular instance is you need to get that into the mainstream economy. That means the right kind of partnership. Someone already has distribution capacity and capability into, for example, the big chains. If somehow you could get this into these daytime TV ads... Um, you know, you get it into the very marks or something along those lines. But then you've got to be manufacturing. You've got to be able to provide huge volumes. If you can capture uh, like a very marks, a very mark imports most of their stuff. But with the round as weak as it is, maybe they're struggling. If you could make a locally made, well-priced South African option that could be advertised, but wait, there's more on daytime television. I mean, it's the dream of many inventors.
And you know, daytime television for this product is absolutely perfect. Absolutely right. Because that's where people are busy doing the washing and the ironing. So, Peter, it's a combination of two things or three things. If you could strike a deal with the manufacturer who, who can guarantee you volume on demand, and then you work with the very mark, that's one way to, to get it direct to consumers. Alternatively, find someone who supplies these kinds of products, associated products like ladders, for example, into the big chain stores, put forward your idea to work with them, and simply take a royalty for having built and provided a product to them. Burton Deepstone, thank you for your call. Let's wrap up on visions this evening. Um, just, just give me a thought. If, to create this vision, what is the central thought that has got to be occupying my mind for me to have the to, to create the vision in the first place? Bruce, it's got to be something that gives you, the entrepreneur, meaning. Because when times get tough, as they are at the moment, and we exist in a country whose vision to me still eludes me. I'm not sure where it's going. But when I look at that as an entrepreneur who wants to invest in the future, I've got to invest in something that I believe in. I've got to invest in a vision. And entrepreneurs get their energy to sustain a business in tough times from that future. There we go. Pablo Fetidis from Auric Business Incubator.